AC coming at you. This time recorded again from my lovely studio here in Kenton, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. There will be no calling because, again, I'm, re- I'm pre-recording this. I'm going to posthumously upload it to Blog Talk Radio and to my SoundCloud. Why? Because Blog Talk Radio is on one again. <laughs> They're having a problem with the call-in. They're having a problem with the call-in feature. So, of course, I can't call in. Ergo, I'm going to pre-record this and then upload it. So there will be no phone calls. I normally, my, my, my call-in number would be area code 563-999-3596, 563-999-3596. But there will be no phone calls, so forget about it, right? All right. Today, I wanted to talk about rejection and how women, you're shooting yourselves in the foot. Now, I get it. Standards in them. I get that. But I'm going to tell you what happens if your standards are, like, high, too high. And what the implications that that may or may not have for your future, if you're a young woman with high standards, if you're an older woman with similarly high standards, then, yeah, if you don't have too much of a future to speak of and you still have high standards, I'll talk about that too. But there's there's so many angles to this rejection thing that it just it reaches way beyond single women. And I'm going to talk about... All of that. But first, I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. And I think a lot of people, a lot of us, get wrapped up in, you know, the gifts. And, well, this person like this gift. Well, this person like that gift. And I have to find the right gift for this person, right gift for that person. And to make sure they're happy. Well, just like I say about, just like I say about Valentine's Day, Dude, you literally have like 364 other days out of Christmas to, you know, get somebody something that makes them happy. Christmas is all about celebrating. I know Christmas, Christmas, Christmas versus pagan. I get that. But here, let me draw this in a little closer. Can I? Maybe. I can push this closer like that. Okay. Okay, I get it. The Christian Christian versus pagan thing, symbolism thing. But honestly, Christmas is a holiday celebrated. I mean, uh, built to celebrate the Christian Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? To celebrate His birth. Now, here's the thing: people are like, "Eh, Christmas. How do you know He was born on December 25th?" Well, we don't, right? Because Julian calendar just wasn't around then. So what happened was we. What happened was we um we picked a day to celebrate not just really his birth, but his birth is a major part of it, but really his existence, because his existence paved the way for a sinful mankind to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven, regardless of being a sinner. All right, so this is why we celebrate Christmas. It's not that, yes, we celebrate his birth, but in a bigger realm, we celebrate his existence. It's like Easter. We don't celebrate his death because celebrating somebody's death is very cruel. No, what we celebrate in his death is the fact that his death completed a mission. And that completed mission allowed man to be able to get into heaven despite being sinners. So again, Christmas and Easter are very important. We celebrate the life of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ, if 
if Jesus Christ hadn't done what he did, then we would have no shot of getting into heaven. That's just it. Now, whether you believe in whether you believe in the concept of heaven or not, it's kind of irrelevant because whether or not you believe in heaven will not erase the fact that there are holidays called Christmas and Easter. So whether you believe in it or not is irrelevant. It's just that's why those holidays are celebrated the way they are. I feel like a lot of people get it twisted. And so that being said, a lot of people get wrapped up in the the gift giving and making sure that the gifts are perfect. And it's not about that. It's about, yeah, the gift giving is nice and everything. No, no God, you're thinking about me. And all that's nice. But in the bigger realm, again, the gifts are secondary. And the gifts are secondary to the fact that we're literally celebrating the existence of a guy who made it possible for humanity to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven despite being sinners, despite being separated from God. And the way we do that is to accept the fact, the way we accept that offer of the, the eternal promise of the kingdom of heaven is literally, it's written into the book, it's written into the book of Romans, right? Romans, say, oh, oh geez, Romans 6, 10? Oh my God, I forget the, I forget the exact passage. No, 10, 13, there it is. 10, 9 through 10, 13, or 10, 9 through 10, 15. That literally tells you how to, how to get into, how to claim that promise or claim that, claim that gift like they say nowadays, how to redeem that code for getting into heaven. So that's that's it. So refer to Romans ten nine through ten fifteen, somewhere thereabouts. Read that. And if you read that and you do what that says, then you would have redeemed the code to getting into heaven. On to the lecture. So rejection, right? Here's the thing. Rejection, again, rejection is a part of life. You, you, you have to reject things. You have to. Why? Because if you don't reject things, you'll, if you don't reject things, then you'll be stuck with a bunch of things that you don't want. If you go to buy a car, you know roundabouts what kind of car you want. Now, the exact car you buy may be a little different from the car you want, but usually the car you want, the car you buy is aligned with the car you want. For example, you start a family and you let's say you have a let's say you have a road let's say you bought a Miata in college, right? And you're driving around this Miata. But now you now you you found somebody, you settled down, and you're pregnant, you're about to have a baby, right? And you're looking at this Miata with its two seats and its two doors. And it's relatively com subcompact size. And you're like, crap, I'm going to have a family now. Like, this this was fun, but it's not going to do anymore. I need something with more room, something a little bigger, a little safer, a little more practical. I can get some groceries back and forth in that thing, right? Now, you go to the car lot. And this car lot has all kinds of cars. Well, you look at this car, and no, you don't want the Z, because the Z is a bigger version of a Miata, bigger, more powerful version of Miata, made by a different company, right? Got a V6, but it's still a two-seater. Now they have Z2 plus twos, and I'm not going to get into all kind of all the types of Zs, all the types of fair ladies out there. But you're like, no, right? 
And you go, you look, you see a Volkswagen. You see like a Volkswagen Jetta. No. Nice. It's got four doors and it's got four seats. Looks cool, but no, I need something that can, I need some that can awesome equipment. So you can look at the, you can look at the, the, like the little Hyundai, the Sonatas and the what's it called. But ultimately, you settle on something like a Ford Explorer. You see, the car that you end up with is generally aligned with your needs, but it's not going to be like a Jetta. You rejected the Jetta. You rejected the Z. You rejected the, you know, re you rejected an Audi. You settled for, you, you rejected all these cars and settled for the Explorer. And that's fine, right? Because this Explorer, except the, um, the Explorer fits your needs. Cool, right? Very good. But that's cars. What? Cars don't have feelings. Cars don't express emotions. Those are they're just cars. They're just getting you back and forth. Well, what do you do when you when it comes to rejecting something that actually has feelings and has emotions? You see, here's the here's the deal with that. A lot of women, a lot of women, don't believe that men, for whatever reason, maybe because men, don't, maybe because we as men aren't very good at expressing the fact that we have feelings and emotions, and we're not good at expressing our feelings and emotions. So it, it's I can see where it's easy to think that men just don't have feelings and emotions. Like if you don't, if you see somebody right, and they're always walking. They're on everywhere they go, they walk, or everywhere they go, they bike, right? They're fitness though. They're fitness nook. So they go biking, they walk, they jog. But you wonder if this person even has a car because you never see him driving it. And then one day you ask, Do you have a car? And they're like, Yeah, I have three of them. And you're shocked because you, I see you always on the bike. I never see you driving a car. You're always on a bike, you're always walking. Oh, I'm a fitness guru. And my cars are just I I don't drive my cars for whatever reason. Maybe they're expensive. Maybe they're maybe they're collectors' items. Who knows, right? Maybe maybe none of them work. But they have cars. So when you look at these men who aren't really expressing emotion the way you think they should be expressing them, and it's easy to look at them and say, "Well, men aren't feeling. They have no emotions. They don't feel anything." Blah blah blah. So you think it's easy to dismiss them and their needs and they'll just drive on because they don't have any feelings or emotions and nothing could be further from the truth. And this is one reason why you have there's and again there's a lot of layers to this whole to this whole rejection thing. There's rejection when no there's a rejection when you're single and you're out and you're look you're trying to talk to people, right? Because you know you're not gonna fancy every guy out there. There's some guys are gonna be a visually attracted to. There's some guys that you're not going to be visually attracted to. There's going to be some guys who who you find lacking in intellectual acuity. There are some guys who are just better at it, you know, more charismatic. You have more in common. You have more things to talk about with some guys than other guys. Okay, you get that, right? You're going, there's just some guys who are just going, who are you, who you are just going to favor more over other guys. Got that, right? Point stipulated. Got it. However, tact is a thing. And this is one of the things we're going to tackle is tact. But one of the other things we are going to tackle is what happens if you reject somebody and you're and you're in a relationship with them? Because that is a more 
That's that's a more insidious thing that's not talked about. So I can talk about rejection when you're single, and I'm going to, because there's a way to do this without without sacrificing men men's feelings to the wolves, right? But the more insidious thing is, what do you do when you're in a relationship and you reject your man? In whatever fashion, now I'm going to talk about some certain fashions which win, which absolutely may get rejected by their wives and girlfriends, and I'll, I'm going to talk to you about the possible consequences of that down the road. But this is the thing, and again, it's going to seem like I'm picking on the women. I, it seems like I'm picking on the women a lot in my shows, and at face value, I am. However, I do it because I talk about women more in my show. Because I find that women, I find that women, when you're in relationships, okay, let me let me back up. The knowledge that's out there, right? The red, I think it's the red pill community that threw it out there, and the uh, the fresh and fits and the whatever uh, kind of amplified it. But the knowledge that's out there is that. Women choose who they sleep with. Men choose who they be with. So women control access to sex. Men control access to a relationship. Uh, I think it was Kevin Samuels that came up with that concept. And it's kind of true, right? Because if you think about it, women aren't going to let you sleep with them if they don't want to let you sleep with them. That's just it. Nobody can do anything without your permission. That uh, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that. Nobody can make you feel a certain way, feel some kind of way without your permission. Same thing. Women, nobody sleeps with you without your permission, right? And they say, and you can say, well, what about what about SA? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. SA happens. We get that. Not consensual. But when we talk about, when we're talking about the rule and not the exception, the rule is that when women, you generally choose who it is that you allow yourself into outside of SA. Now, men, you, women, you can't be in a long-term relationship without the permission of a man. You just can't. It's impossible. How? Right? So there we go. Now, when you're out there and you're single and you're you're choosing who to associate with, and this is a thing where this is a big point of contention I have with the black pill community, because the black pills will say, "Well, women are women look for this type of man, and they only focus on this type of they laser focus on this type of man, and all women are like this, like they're Borg or something." No, we don't subscribe to that, right? Because we because we understand it. Different humans have different things that fa- they fancy. Me, I'm. I here's the thing. <laughs> I'm black, right? I'm black. I do not have. A, I don't. I never had a strong desire to wear my pants around my hips. I just don't. And there are a lot of black men like me that just don't. There are a lot of black men that are that out there. They do. So again, it. Just like black people aren't a monolith, I, I'm i not a Democrat, and I know many black people, men and women, that aren't Democrats. So to think that all, to think like our current, 
White House occupier and say that if you don't vote Democrat, then you're not black is that's one of the most racist things that can happen. And it was funny when Larry Elder called out uh, Charlemagne the God for that. And Charlemagne the God had nothing to say. He, he had nothing to say. He got destroyed on his own show trying to destroy Larry Elder. Um, I said that to say women aren't a monolith either. Not all women like that Chad archetype. And I did a show a couple of weeks ago, not necessarily proving that with data and statistics, but again, the way I broke it down, it's easy to understand how it is that when not all women like Chad's. And again, I went back to my Facebook post because I asked the women on my Facebook post what they like. Do they like Chad or do they like dad? Not dad as in they fancy their father. Say, no, not like that. It's do you like the more strong, portly build or do you like the thin, strong, sleek build? Chad bod versus the dad bod, I called it. Go back to that show. And it was, it wasn't 50 50 split. But the majority of the women I responded liked the dad bot. So, again, you can't look at that and say all women like Chad. You just can't do it. Again, women are in a monolith. Now, that being said, you have to remember that there are a lot of men out there that, you again, you just aren't going to fancy like that. Now, part of being responsible about this, because remember, the dating scene has changed. And I don't think a lot of women understand that the dating scene has changed. It used to be that if you told a man, if you told a guy, no, you're not into him like that in whatever way you did. It was fine. You got, you went on being friends. He found somebody else. You found somebody else. And y'all, y'all were just happy with who you found. But now in the, now in the um now in the era of dating, apps, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all this other stuff, where the statistics are skewed one way, right? And then you go to a bar or a club, and the, the statistics are skewed another way. It can men are getting kind of confused, and they're taking in this confusion, and they're trying to make sense of it, and it really doesn't help. If you're telling men that whatever the case is, it doesn't help when you're telling men who already are trying to work out the exact parameters of the laws, the this newfangled law of attraction in the midst of in the midst of um People like Fresh and Fit, people like whatever, people like Andrew Tate, people, all these other people, right? Telling men that you're not going to have a chance unless you make this amount, you have these assets, and then all the women are going to throw themselves at you, which is absolutely not true. But when you, when you take somebody, when you, when you want to reject somebody and you don't tell them why is what I'm trying to say, you don't tell them why, you don't give them a really solid reason. You're just going to take that confusion and you're going to make it worse and then they're going to turn it in on themselves. And you may not mean it for that to happen that way. This is how a lot of incels become incel. Part of that community is because when when you tell them that you don't fancy them like that and you don't tell them why, 
and honestly, it's it's a thing. You can say, you know, a lot of your women say that the well, I I'd rather us be friends, or the chemistry is not there, or whatever the case is. When you when you tell them that you just you you're just not into them like that. If you do now, again, I did it. I mentioned the thing about um, the situationship versus the friends on a lot of women, friends on men, not understanding what it is they're really doing. But um, again, I'm talking about when you reject the guy and you don't give him a reason. Well, if you'll give him a reason, a solid reason, and not 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 just this. Well, I'm just not feeling it, or the chemistry is not there. That's not a reason. That's a justification. That's not a reason. A reason would be, well, I just don't think we have too much in common, or you know, I just don't. You're just not the type that you're just not the type that I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to taller types. I'm attracted to shorter types. I'm attracted to bigger men. I'm attracted to smaller men. Whatever the case is, tell them that, right? Give them something to work on, work with, and work on too, because sometimes, just sometimes, if the thing is, well, I'm attracted to a more muscular guy, well, maybe he can hit the gym. Maybe if everything else is clicking, you're just not attracted to him because he's not muscular, then he can get into the gym and work it out, right? And then while he's working it out, you hang with him, and then he becomes something you visually fancy. And then you can, and then maybe, just maybe, the things will come together. Who knows? But what are we going to do if we don't have that knowledge? Okay. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, hey, sometimes it's worth it to tell the guy that exactly what's going on, exactly what's going on, and not just some. Not just some platitude like it's just not working, or I just, I'm just not feeling it, or there's just no chemistry. That right there, it's a cop out, and it disappoints me when I see when I see these text messages from dudes who went on dates, right? And this is even after they paid for the date, they got everything, they they did everything, they did the planning, they paid for they paid for everything. Y'all went out, y'all had a good time. And then at the end of the day, you went through this entire date, as many stages as this date had to it, because now dates are multi-stage. Now it's not just, we'll go to a movie, movie's done, and we're we out. No, you, you go hang out, maybe go see some art. Then you go to a movie, and then after the movie, you grab dinner. And then after the dinner, maybe hit, maybe hit Dave and Buster's, spend like three, four hours on this date. Dude pays for it all. Two days later, he gets a text saying, there's just no chemistry. That is the biggest pile of crap top out I have ever, I have ever heard. And when I see the texts that people show me and send into me, that, that women have literally done this after the entire day, after taking and taking and taking and taking from this guy and then turns around and tells him that there's no chemistry, not even give him a solid reason, not suggest that they go Dutch because here's the thing, women, um, um, telling you this, Oh, look, I knew follower on TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> That's like all I know. TikTok is TikTok. But, um, 
after all of this, after all the, the guy has given him himself, given him himself, and let's not forget the flowers if he brought flowers for you. That's, you know, because flowers aren't cheap. They're not. But you take and you take and you take and you take. And then at the end of the day, you don't even suggest you go Dutch. You don't suggest you pay for anything. You you let him do everything and then turn around two days later and say, well, I'm just not into you. Or the chemistry's not there. Or I think we should just be friends. And don't even have the common courtesy, the common decency to tell him exactly what the problem is. You just tell him that there's a problem. And you don't even tell him what it is. You just say, you just give him a platitude and then you ghost him. That is not a good look. Yet women women do that in mass. All right. I'm not gonna say it's a majority of women. I'm not gonna say it's but I'm not saying it's even most. Um, but it's a hell of a lot of women that do it. And it's a bad look on the other women who may be a little more honest, maybe a little more forthright, maybe a little more generous in part. These other women are making them look bad, the ones that do take and take and take and then just ghost. So, again, rejection, there's a, t there's a tactful way to do it. And the tactful way to do it, even if, even if there's nothing that you have in common or visual, that's visually enticing about this man to you, let him know. Just let him know. Because, again, and let him know. Somehow, somewhere between the myth, the beginning and the middle of the date, because it's un, it's unreasonably cruel to have this person give and give and give when you know, again, you know within 10 minutes of the beginning of the date whether you're into this guy or not. So it's not going to take the entire date for you to figure out that you're not into this guy. That's just not it. And if you think that's it, that's delusional thinking. But Somewhere between the beginning of the date and, I don't know, the first 45 minutes, you should probably tell this guy, you know, thanks, you're being thanks for being all the offers of generosity, but I can pick this up because I don't think that, because honestly, visually, you're just not what I'm attracted to or... You know, I just don't think we have a whole lot in common. So I'll tell you what, I'll pick this part of the data. Um, or I'll pick up my I'll pick up my tab from here on in and then, you know, there we'd be better off as friends because of you know we just don't have much in common or you know, I just don't feel myself visually attracted to you. But I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and you know, I'll go ahead and pay for my Pay for my way for the rest of the way through. Let's finish hanging out. And then, yeah, we I'd love to be friends with you. But romance, no, the romance isn't there. That's the honorable thing to do in today's um, empowered women, in today's age of empowered women. That would be the empowered woman thing to do. Yet, you see all these empowered women that will take and take and take and take. And then they say, well, the chemistry is not there. And then ghost and then call that women's empowerment. And go for, try to find somebody else, and they call that empowerment. I don't know about you, but when I think of women's empowerment, like I think of actual women's empowerment where they don't take, where they don't take, or where they don't take, they prove their empowerment by making the by making the prudent the prudent decisions. And again, prudent decision says if there's something that 
if there's a dynamic of something that you're just not into, you address that dynamic and then you address the dynamic, you settle the, the dynamic, and then you roll on. That's the empowered thing to do. Like I say, if you know 10 minutes into a date that you're not into this guy, well, then do the empowered thing. Pick up your end of the rest of the remainder of the day and then let him know why you're doing so and let him know exactly why you're doing so. And I'm telling you that that man would hold a higher level of respect for you and probably will be more willing to uh, do things, be your friend outside of the friend zone, because that's I may attack the friend zone in another show. But that man will hold a higher respect for you. Then he has for other women who did the who did the take and take and take and ghost thing, the take and ghost. He'll have a higher respect for you. you. Will be he will you will be higher in his mind than any other woman that did the whole take and ghost thing. I'm telling you that. I'm, I guarantee it. All right, let's just say I guarantee that. But what do we do? What do we do when? We reject somebody that we're already in a relationship with. Well, how do you do that? You're already in a relationship. Well, that's a good question. Women, listen up. I'm educating you, all right? I'm talking. I'm speaking for somebody, so I'm going to educate you right now. If you're in a relationship, and let's just say, let's just give you a scenario, okay? And trust me, the, re the rejection is hardcore. Now, let's say that you are in a relationship with a guy. It could be a long-term relationship. So you're, you moved in together, or maybe you're married. Maybe you're married. And let's say, for some reason, big shindig was about to go down, right? When I say shindig, I mean party. I know a lot of millennials and Zers don't understand what a shindig is. But if you weren't military or you don't have like super boomer parents, you're not going super boomer southern parents, southern boomers for parents. You're not, you're just not going to know what a shindig is. Well, shindig's a, shindig's a party, a soiree. So you have big shindig going down. And let's just say the dinner has to be, dinner has to be prepared. It's going to be a dinner day, a dinner party, right? Let's just say the Joneses and the Smiths are coming over for, a, for a dinner party. Hey girl, my cat came to visit me. Hey, her name's Salem, and she's probably about to step on the computer and wreck all my audio. But that's okay, because you're a cat, aren't you? And you just don't know better. That's right. I always insult my cat like that. You know why? Because she doesn't speak English, and she has no clue what I'm talking about, right? That's yeah, a Salem. Anyway, um, so let's say the Joneses and Smiths are going to come for a dinner party. The dinner has to be prepared. However, for some, and you said, ladies, you said you were going to prepare the dinner. Why? Don't know, but you just said you were. Cool. We're holding you to that. Because guess what? As men, we hold women to do whatever they say they're going to do. It's just a thing. Now, whether they do it or not, we'll address that. We're about to address that. But ladies, suffice it to say, when you say you're going to do something, we as men, we hold you to it. Now, you said you're going to do, you said you're going to do dinner. However, you you find it fit to go somewhere else and be gone, and but dinner still has to be made. Well, guess what? This being the case, and the Smiths and the Joneses are coming over for this dinner, the man, even though you said you're going to do it, the man says, "Okay, you know what? Fine, I'll get dinner ready. I don't know. I I probably I I may or may not know where you went. 
I may or may not when you know, most times we don't know when you're going to come back. So I'll handle dinner and I'll make sure everything's good to go. So for when the Smiths and the Joneses come over, we can just go ahead and serve it, right? Whether or not you're back. Well, husband comes and, oh, here's a good one. Um, let me take a pause and let me answer this and I'll be right back. And Okay, so here's the deal. Well, let me put a pin in the pre. Let me put a pin in the previous thought. So that phone call, right? I a couple, a few days ago, on December twenty second, actually, so almost a week ago. Um, Future Sound Energy sends me a message. I, I have to, I have to talk about this because it, I made a TikTok video about this. So go, go to my TikTok and you see it. Um, Future Sound send me sends me. I think it was a text message. And they asked me to reduce on the 22nd between four and six, reduce the number, reduce the amount of electricity as part of a, a flex program. So I got up on TikTok and I said, Hey, look, and, um, I said, look, you can sound energy. You can go stuff yourself. Here's why. Because the King County, King County in Washington made everything. I think it was a law that was passed way before I got here, but everything, they mandated everything to be electric. So the stoves, the stoves and ovens, the water heaters, the room heaters, everything, nothing gas, right? Everything has to be electric. Now I'm not sure I'm not sure how that how that went over in with um private homes, but I know apartments and stuff, they have to have I'm pretty sure private homes have to have to have it too. Um because in in uh, Pierce County when I lived earlier, uh, the place where I lived had electric everything. So I don't think anything was gas. Maybe the water heater. I don't know. But I know the apartment the apartment scene, everything has to be, and the, and the commercial buildings, everything has to be electric. And I said, this is dumb because everything has to be electric in King County. And in 2035, all the cars sold in Washington have to be electric. But now you're asking me to reduce electricity from four to six as part of an energy saving program. PSC, you can go stuff yourselves. Well, the phone call that I just got was... Future Sound Energy telling me that out of 120, I ranked 87th most efficient home. And it was kind of disappointing because I was hoping I was somewhere between 110 and 120. Because, again, but I understand because I wasn't really home um, between those hours. I was out actually about to go somewhere. I was on my way somewhere when I even got the text message. So there it was. Um, so that's how that happened. But I made a TikTok video about that. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. Um, so the Joneses and the Joneses were coming over. Man cooks the man cooks the dinner. Everything's ready to go. Everything tastes delicious because you know men can cook. Yes, we can. Better than a lot of y'all women. Just say that. <laughs> um, so dinner's good to go. Everything's good. Uh, you, Miss Woman, come back in time for the party. Joneses come. The dinner's already set up, right? And the party's ready to go. Dinner served. Everything goes swimmingly because your man saves the day, right? Because as ill-advised as it was for you to even go anywhere when you knew that you said you were going to make this dinner for the for the soiree, and then you decided to go not knowing when you're going to be back, that was irresponsible in itself. And the man saved your man saved the day. And then come that night, it's time to go to bed, and you just roll over and you go to sleep. Why? Because for whatever reason, oh, you don't feel good. Oh, you have to be up early to work in the morning. Whatever the whatever the case is, and so you leave your man hanging. When times come, when it comes time to doing things, you know, 
You leave your man hanging because, oh, you got to be at work in the morning. Oh, you don't feel good. Oh, you're tired. You're this. You're that. This is what I'm talking about. Your man saved the day. And you can't get out of your own feelings to even do him any favors. As You may say, oh, well, thanks for doing this, right? But honestly, thanks, a thank you is nice. A thank you is nice. It just it, It's a recognition of, oh, yeah, look, you actually did it. And I thank you for doing it. But where's the reciprocity? Where did, where will the reciprocity come in at that point, right? Because and this is the big deal. This is the big deal. This is the this is the beef that I have with Valentine's Day, because again, three hundred and sixty four days that your man gives of himself for you. Yet on Valentine's Day, if he doesn't do anything for you, you act like he's the worst man in the world. Where's the reciprocity? And then what day do what day do men have for women to celebrate them? None, because men aren't supposed to be celebrated because everything we do is expected of us. It's what, it, what is expected of us. You knew you had that party and you decided to go somewhere, wherever you decided to go, you decided to go. Even though you said that you were going to do the dinner, but you decided to go where you decided to go. And you left that because deep in the back of your mind, you kind of expected him. You, you expected the backup. Hey, I know, I know that if I run long, being where I am, that I can depend on him to pick up that slack. And so when he picks up the slack, is oh good, he saved the day like he's supposed to. And then that gets you out of it's having that expectation of him to begin with. Gets him, gets you out of having to reciprocate. Why? Because that's what's expected of him. Hey, he's supposed to pick it up. He's the man. He's supposed to pick up. He's supposed to pick up the slack when I'm gone, because that's what I expect of him, and I will accept nothing less. So why should I have to reciprocate? Because that's what he was supposed to do. And if he's supposed to do it, then he's supposed to do it. There's no reciprocity involved in that. And that's 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 a delusional way of thinking. That's that's. That's at the risk of angering a lot of people. That's a retarded way of thinking. And I'm going to tell you why. Why are you going to expect him to clean up your mess? Remember, you're the one that said that you were going to make the dinner. And remember, us as men, when you say we're going to do something, you're going to do something, we're going to hold you to it. And you deliberately, deliberately, you deliberately shrugged off that responsibility that you set for yourself. Why should he be expected to pick that up? Why should he be expected to pick up anything, any ball that you dropped? Because you dropped that ball. You're supposed to hold it, but you dropped it. And in the age of empowered women, how is it that you drop a ball and you don't even acknowledge the fact that you don't even acknowledge fault in the fact that you dropped it? And then not only that, he picked up the ball, he ran with it, ended up in the end zone anyway. And then it's like, oh, well, of course he did, because that's what he's supposed to do. So he's supposed to pick up behind you. And it's funny, because if the roles reverse, then you're be, you'd be complaining about being his mom. Remember, I read that I read that a couple of weeks ago. I read that letter to the editor where the woman said, I feel like his mom. So are we supposed to feel like your parents when we pick up the ball that, ball that you dropped? Like, how is this supposed to work, right? And then, not only that, 
since he is expected to do it because, you know, it's his responsibility, after all, to pick up your mess, to pick up your drop balls. That's his responsibility. Then when he does, you don't feel like you owe him anything. You can just go to bed, roll over, sleep good because the dinner came out okay. We had a great conversation. We had a great time with the Smiths and the Joneses, and they left happy. So everything was good. So I'm just going to go to bed. He did his job. I'm just going to go to bed, lie down, get up, and get up the next morning and go to work. When, again, roles were reversed, you would expect, actually not even roles were reversed. 365 days out of the year, you expect this man to get up, go to work. Well, not even 365 days a year because, of course, he has weekends off or he has days off that he considers his weekends, right? So minus those days, you expect him to get up. No matter how he feels, he has to go to work. He has to get the money and he has to bring the money home. Now, again, you may say, well, I have my own career, too. Yeah, granted, but you still expect him to get up and go and get his money. Right, go to work, get his money, regardless of how he feels. How do I know that? Because women, there was this thing, there was a saying a few years ago, women clowning men because of men getting sick and taking days off of work. And all of a sudden, it's man fluidness and that. And you talk about how women get the flu worse than men and still get up and go to work. Not true, but I still said that. So men, how men are babies about being sick and it was a big thing, especially with COVID. But, um, Still, you expect that man to get up and go to work just no, no matter how he feels. And 95% of the time, that man, despite how he feels, will get up and go to work. Now, I don't know too many guys who would go to work and they have a communicable disease like COVID or a flu or something like that, something that's transmissible. But if it's a migraine thing, he'll get up and go to work. If he didn't get any sleep the, no, the prior night before, for whatever reason, he'll still get up and go to work. If he's in a bad mood, he gets he'll go he'll get up and go to work. If he's depressed because because somebody in the family died, he'll get up and go to work. Why? Because this is just what men do. It's actually what men are expected to do. So men just do it. Just like you expect as your man to pick up to pick up your drop ball, and he did it. And because you figure he was supposed to do it, you feel like you don't owe him anything, so you just don't do anything for him. So you reject them in bed. How do we win with that? Well, we win when we win. Everybody wins when you decide to flip your mentality. Instead of seeing some saying him picking up your drop ball is something you're supposed to do. Why don't you look at carrying your ball as something you're supposed to do? When you say you're, you say you're going to do something, do it. And again, oh, I do. You may say, I, I do everything in the well, I do everything else that I'm supposed to do. It's just this was important. Okay, fine, but you still said you were going to do it. So how important was it that you literally had to, you literally had to ditch what you said you were going to do to do this other thing? When the other thing maybe could have waited, maybe not. If it couldn't have waited, you could have told your guy, hey, something important has got to come up and I have to take care of this. Would you mind? Picking up, would you mind picking this up? Would you mind picking up doing the dinner for the Jones? If I don't know when I'll be back, so can you please just handle this and I'll make it worth your while? Hey, that's a thing, right? Empowered women, you need to know how to negotiate. 
Just like the uh, the one show I did, I played the four Indian women who were sitting around talking, and they're talking about negotiating with the patriarchy, and that's probably the best way to get ahead. Well, it's the same thing. Negotiate it. Hey, I got to do this thing, and I'm not going to be able to do dinner. Can you can you handle this? And I'll make it worth your while. And then when he does, you make it worth his while. There's nothing wrong with that, except to women. Y'all don't want to make anything worth a man's while. And one of these days, one of these days, that man, and I guess this is going to be kind of a shorter show, but one of these days, the man, after a certain amount of times of you rejecting him in bed, because honestly, that's literally not the only times like a man gets rejected in bed. A man will get rejected in bed for any reason whatsoever that's going on with a woman. So she may have a headache, she'll reject him in bed. She's tired, with a long day, she'll reject him in bed. Something's going on, she'll, she's got that time in the month, she'll reject him in bed. Understandable, but there's a lot of other things you can do. And you guys don't even entertain those other things that you can do. You're just, you, you're just not feeling it, so you're just not going to do it. You're just going to roll over and go to sleep. You know, or sometimes there may not just be anything, may not be anything going on. You just go, you just roll over and go to sleep. And reject the guy in bed. One of these days, ladies, and if this is you, one of these days, your man is going to roll over and his back will be to you and he'll go to sleep that way. And once that happens, the clock is ticking. And the clock is ticking and the clock is ticking. If you don't fix that real quick, and that'll be up to you to fix, not him. That's going to be up to you. If you don't fix that, you're going to lose a good man. You're going to lose a good man to Jay, or you're going to lose a good man to some other woman that's out there. Because I'm telling you, there are other women out there. And I'm, I'm not even talking about AI. By this time, I think it'll be beyond AI. And he's just going to look for something else that's, he's going to look for something else that's more, that's more fulfilling for him. And trust me, there are going to be women out there that, are looking for somebody who can, who they can fulfill. Because what's, what's a big popular thing along, uh, well, what's a big popular thing that men say about women? Men say that women look for men that they can fix. Well, when you have a broken man like that, who you just, who you reject in bed and you reject in other, in other ways, and he's broken and he decides to just give up, you don't think a woman's going to pick up on that and want to want to fix him? Oh, she's going to fix him. All right. And when she fixes him, you're not going to be happy about it at all. And guess what? It's going to be your fault. Why? Because you lack the, you lack the wherewithal. You lack the presence in the relationship to understand what it is that, what it is that you did to contribute to this. And I don't, and I don't understand why a lot of women complain because, oh, my man cheated on me. And what did you do? Why is it? Why does it have to be what I did? He cheated on me. Uh, because usually when a man cheats on you, there is there's a trail of breadcrumbs that are left, and if you just follow the breadcrumbs, you find out exactly at which point the thing things have broken down to the point where he cheated on you. But he's a he's a dirty dog. He shouldn't have cheated. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, ma'am, are are you like are you deathly allergic to any kind of any sort of accountability? Like, because you're saying him, 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 but in order for the dynamic in the relationship to break down to the point where that man cheated, something happened, and 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 it's not him. It's not him. I'm gonna tell you because if you got together 
And this man didn't cheat up until this point in your marriage, in your relationship, then you can't just say he's a dog who is just going to cheat regardless, because if he was going to cheat regardless, he would have cheated when the relationship started and probably all through the relationship up to this point. But he didn't. So where do things break down and what do you do to contribute to the breakdown? And that sticks a lot of women. Because a lot of women don't like to say what they do because a lot of women think that no matter what they do, what they do, they need to be celebrated. And again, it goes back to how they were raised, which is why the, the show that I did called Tell Me About Your Parents, why that's, because, why that's so important. Because a lot of these women are raised with what I call helicopter parents and problem with the helicopter parents is that they're the ones constantly telling their daughters, not their sons, because their sons, who cares what their sons feel, right? This is why they grow up. Van Chuan Head talks about them, talks about the male loneliness problem. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the parents who, whose daughters, when, they, when they're growing up, they say, oh, you're a princess. Oh, you're my special, you're my special girl. You're my unicorn. You're my princess. You do nothing wrong. And they come to their daughter's defense every time their daughter does something. And they come to their daughter's defense. This is my daughter. This is my little girl. She does nothing wrong. And all of this, right? This woman, this girl grows up into a woman thinking that she can do no wrong, thinking that no matter what she does, she's right because she's a woman, right? She's a princess. She's a unicorn. That's the mentality she grows up with. And when she gets with a guy and she starts treating them all kinds of dirty, well, I'm not wrong because I'm a woman. There's no way I could be wrong. It's him. He's not worshiping me the way I should be worshipped. So I'm not going to do anything for him until she starts worshiping me, which is why you have TikTok women on TikTok saying that unless you make me feel like a woman, then I'm not going to be in my feminine. So there's no way that you're going to... You're going to come to me and without being masculine. And then when I make, when I feel like I'm, I'm in my feminine, then I'll do for you. You, you understand that's literally a thing on TikTok. So with this mentality, you have to understand where this mentality comes from, which is why coming about your parents is so, so important that show. But when we have women that think like this and they think that because they're women that they can do no wrong, and everybody needs to pick up their drop balls because they're women, while simultaneously saying that they're strong and empowered, which is the funny part about this whole thing. Women, when your man turns his back on you in bed, and he starts rejecting you the way you, you reject him, and then all of a sudden it's, oh crap, what did I do? He's mad at me. How do you not know? How do you not know what you did? What you didn't? How do you? How do you not know what you did? First of all, like why is it you're asking? Why is this guy? Why is he mad at me? And he's not going to say it. He's not going to verbalize. Well, sometimes he will if he gets good frustrated enough. Well, when it first happens, he's going to. He's just. He's just not going to want to be bothered. Your, your touch is literally going to make his skin crawl. You touching him is going to make his skin crawl. And he's going to he's going to pull away. He's going to pull away. And if you don't turn around and you don't fix that real quick, then again, I'm going to do a show on conflict resolution. It's coming. It's coming after the new year. It'll probably be the first day after the new year that I'm going to do it. So on the second, let's see. Let's find out when the second is. Let's bring up my calendar. Um, oh, that's November. 
So that Tuesday, uh, Monday, I'm going to be off. Tuesday, January 2nd, look for it. Conflict Resolution is going to be a very important show. If you miss that show and your relationship dies, don't blame me. That's all I got to say because you didn't listen to the show. Anyway, look, my point is this. If you reject a man and then wonder why and then wonder why things aren't happening romantically the way you thought they way you thought it way you think it should go down, well then you have a lot of introspection to do. And I know it, I get it, a lot of you women are allergic to introspection, but trust me, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. When you learn to turn the lens inward and find out where you're going wrong and and you come to the conclusion that, well maybe I can't Maybe I can't drop a bunch of expectations on people to carry my water for me and have it turn out well. Just the just the just the looking inward just to find out where you're where you went wrong. It's very therapeutic. You you really should try it. You really should. Instead of just acting like you acting like everything you do is a okay and you should be celebrated no matter what just because you're a woman while simultaneously claiming to be strong and empowered. Just do that bit of introspection and you'll be fine. Again, conflict resolution, that show is coming. So put a pin in it because here it comes. Tuesday the 2nd, all over it. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. You can catch me on here on Blog Talk Radio whenever the whenever they decided to. I mean, Saturday it worked. It worked, it worked pretty nicely today. Obviously, it didn't. So I don't know how long it's going to take for them to. But you know, they made it good through Jan. They made it good through January. So I'll hang hang, hang with it through January. Hopefully, by the end of January, they'll have it worked out. Awesome. Hopefully, by the end of January. Hopefully, by the beginning of January, they'll have it worked out. But we'll see. If you can catch me on Blog Talk Radio, you can catch me on SoundCloud. You can catch me on Facebook. I have three. I have three profile. I have. My personal prof- profile, I have my personal public page, which is J. Ramsey ABC. And then I have the show's page, which is uh, the ABC podcast. You can, you can follow all of those. And then catch me on X, formerly known as Twitter, and then catch me on True Social. And then if you find yourself on any other any other um, social media, because I signed up for a, social, a lot of social media accounts. It's just that I don't use very many. So if you, get, if whatever your social media you're on, look me up. and. Just look me up at, at J Ramsey ABC. If I'm there, I'm there. If I'm not, I'm not. So there you go. Um, thanks for listening again. This is going to be kind of a crazy week. I got a lot going on this week. So tomorrow and Thursday is going to be later shows because of these medical appointments that I have. And then Friday should be, should be a normal show at 11. And then Saturday, we're going to do the darn thing four to six. Hopefully, again, I'll be able to do that live. If not, then I'll do the I'll do a recording posthumously upload. If you want me, if there's something you want me to read or to address for you, if there's a fight that you, if there's a battle in your relationship that you want me to fight, like I had to fight this battle here, um, drop me an email. I'm a, I'm J- Jesse J E S S I E at J Ramsey ABC dot com. Um, send me an email there, and I'll read it. And let me know that this is a battle you want me to. This is a battle you want me to address. And I'm not going to say your name. I'm just going to address it on my show. And then, you know, you can hear it. And you can hear what I have to say. And then you let your and then you let your significant other listen to it. Listen to the opinion. And you know, if they change, they change. If not, you may have to look at something different. But if there's that battle that you want me to fight, email me or 
you can even DM me on my on my any of my Facebook pages. Just send me that message. Or you can send me the message on True Social as well, or X for the administrator, but I don't really don't do much with that. You have better luck catching me on Facebook and True Social. Then TikTok and Snapchat, but that's it. Um, so that's it. Oh, what else? Did the social media. I already said thank you. I already said what was happening this week, and that is it. Right, Mr. Producer? I am the producer, so that's it. Anyway, I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. I'm out. I'm out. Remember, you make your own future. Now go out and make the dating world a better place. Please.